Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Say amen. amen. If the amen doesn't get louder, we are not preaching today. <laughs> Say amen. amen. Shout it, thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Lord. Say amen. Say glory to God. My Lord and my God. Hallelujah. When, when, when people go to games, whatever game they are playing, they are only shouting about one ball with a few people on the stands. But we are talking about Jesus, the champion of champions, the one who rose and came back from the dead. Come on, when you come into God's house, get excited. He's the one that we are happy about. Hallelujah. Say amen one more time. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. I just get happy. Get happy about God's word. Get excited about God's word. That's when it works for you. All right. We are starting a new series today, and we are going to look at messages, lessons from the parables of Jesus. Now, I said on Wednesday, as a prelude to this, that, um, you see, the messages of Jesus, in some Bibles, the words of Jesus are put in red. And some of the things that Jesus said, you will not find them anywhere in else in the Bible. Because Jesus is the star of the Bible. Everything leads to him. And sometimes when you read the book of Isaiah, um, some of the prophets, you, you, ha- you, you barely know what they're talking about. You don't understand. You might read and then you get to Isaiah 3.10 and he says, Say you to the righteous, it will be well with them. That one I can understand that. The very, see, then the very next one, he says to the wicked, it will not go with, well with them. That one, you can understand that. Then you get to the very next verses and you get lost. What are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> then you get to maybe Isaiah 53. We just talked about it. He, he took our sins. He bought in iniquities. Our iniquities by his stripes we are healed. You can understand that. But even in the same Isaiah 53, you read a few verses down and you, what, what is going on here? But you see, the, the, Jesus talks about the fact that the things that he said, the prophets desired to hear and to see those things. That the, that the, that the, that the, um, they desire to hear and see those things. And think about it. Jesus was, was only on the earth for a very short time, relatively. And his ministry was just a little over three and a half years. But the parables, the stories that he talked about, you see, sometimes when you hear it, you say, oh, this one I've heard it before. You wait when we go through this series, you realize some of the things you haven't heard it before. Because one thing to hear and it's one thing to understand. I mean, even little children can remember those stories. And one of the characteristics of a good teacher is the ability to leave you with something that you can remember. And so, I mean, you can, some of you know about the parable, you've heard about the parable of the sower. So here comes Jesus and the things that you read about in the prophets that you don't understand, he comes and breaks it down into simplest terms. That even a child can understand. But the thing is, a parable illustrates something. It uses natural things to talk about things that uh, sometimes is hidden. And sometimes also you can greet over the same thing and over and over and over again. And you still don't get it. 
But by the grace of God, as we go through these lessons, God will deliver something into your hands. I said, God will deliver something into your hands. I said, God will deliver something into your hands. You don't want Jesus to deliver anything to you. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. My Lord and my God. I said, God will deliver something into your hands. Amen. So, there, do you know that there are 50 parables? 50. So, we can't cover all the 50. So, we use that Sunday and Wednesdays. So, if you miss a Wednesday service, you, you, we can't go through all the 50. We'll go through all as many as we can. Hit the highlights. But he says that the prophets get ready for an adventure in the Bible. The prophet desired to see these things, to hear these things that you hear. And they, were, they kept seeing it from afar off. So notice what he says in Matthew chapter 13. Actually, let's start with the parable. Matthew 13 verse 3. And he also talked about the fact that this parable that we are going to talk about start with is the most important. In Mark chapter 4 verse 13, he said that if you don't understand this one, then you, he said you cannot understand all the rest. So this one is, the, is, is very important. If you can understand how the kingdom of God works, because that's primarily what Jesus Christ was talking about. The, the prophets kept prophesying and talking about it, but when he came on the scene, he brought and unveiled the kingdom of God. And so, in Matthew chapter 13, Matthew 13, let's start from verse 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because... They had no dirt of it. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered them and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. And whoever has to him will be given and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not understand, nor do they did they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes are, they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their heart and turn, so that I shall heal them. 16. But blessed are your eyes for the sea i decree and declare that your eyes are blessed Amen. i said your eyes are blessed Amen. and he says your ears for the hear your ears are blessed this morning for hearing these words yes. 
For he says, Assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. So those prophets wanted to hear, to see, and to hear these words that you are seeing and hearing this morning, and they did not hear it. So they are very important. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, you see, then later on he explains what the parable is. And one of the first things that we have to realize is in Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says that the word of God, the seed, is the word of God. Everybody say it this morning. The seed, the seed. is the word of God. Not Matthew 14, 13, he, says, he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables. Then in Luke, the account in Luke, Luke chapter 8, he says that, that 8, 11, he says the seed is the word of God. Say one more time. The seed, the seed is, the word of God. is the word of God. Say one more time. The seed, the seed is, the is the word of God. If you don't get louder, we are not continuing. Say, say one more time. <laughs> the, seed the seed is the word of God. Shout it louder. The seed is the word of God. Say one more time. The seed is the word of God. Okay, now we are getting somewhere. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, but one thing that you have to realize when it comes to the seed, when he explains what the meaning of the parable is, in Mark chapter, Luke chapter 8, verse 11, he says, Those stop. Verse 12 says, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble, notice this, and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So the first point we want to look at around this is that only 25% of those who had the word of God bore any kind of fruit. And so many times, the word of God is preached. You hear the word of God so many times. I've preached so many messages. But he's saying that only 25%. Imagine if you put into practice everything, everything that you heard about the word of God. You'd be, a, you'd be a little feather, wouldn't, wouldn't you? <laughs> I pray in Jesus' name, by the end of this series, may you go to another level. Amen. May you go to the next level. Amen. So only 25%. And if you notice also, the goal here is for you not to bear fruit. The devil will take the word of God as soon as it is sown and take it out of your heart. 
He says sometimes when we hear the word of God, they have no root. Temptation comes and they drop off. I decree and declare, may you not drop off in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, may you not drop off in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may you not drop off in Jesus' name. Amen. Then he says that some people uh, are choked with, notice that they are, I mean, if you put all the, the, the three accounts together, there are really five things that prevent you from producing. producing. The first one is affliction, persecution. Cares of this world. Cares of this world talks about, about the things that you, have, you care about. Your children, your job, your education, your business. So the th things that you normally, I mean, we all have to do, deal, deal with in life. Then he talks about deceitfulness of riches. Then he talks about the pleasures of other things, the lust of other things coming in. They choke the word of God. So this category of people do not bear any fruit at all. And so many times, the word of God is sown in our lives, and again, God wants us to bear fruit a hundredfold. But even out of the whole group, only 25%. It should encourage us. Not only, it, because if you understand some of these things, you can fall by the wayside also. Because sometimes you sow the word of God into the life of others. And you, you look at their lives and, and you wonder if there's anything going on. But what we have to realize is the word of God is seed. Let's all say it one more time. The seed, the seed. is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And so... When we talk along those lines as the seed being the word of God, um, seed must be planted. You see, you cannot have seed and just jump around and rejoice that you have seed. Jump up and down. My Lord, I have seed. I went to Home Depot today and I got seed. <laughs> <laughs> seed has to be planted for a harvest to come and so when we when you are hearing the word of God it's seed that is being planted and the preaching and the teaching of the word of God produces a mighty harvest <laughs> Lord and my God you see and sometimes also, let's, you, see, you, see, you can't take small things for granted. Because that's what Jesus was talking. You cannot take small things. The word of God seems very small, very insignificant. But it has the power to change lives. Yes, it, it has the power to transform your life. And the, and, and, and the thing is, out of the word of God that I'm preaching, your life will be changed. Out of the word of God, I know that for a fact. And sometimes, you see, it seems very small, very insignificant. Ins and you cannot play with small things. When the bubonic plague hit at the turn of the, of the previous century, it, it turned everything around. When it hit, that was when, when people developed the idea of um, biological warfare. 
somebody was trying to was take over a city and he, and the city was walled around and the general fixed saw that he wasn't making it and this plague was so deadly it killed over 20 more 20, 20 million people worse than COVID. And he, 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 to, to gather people to come out, if you came into contact with rats, with human beings, that, are, that had, it was just kept spreading. And so he, he came up with this idea that he was going to, he, he, they started taking de a dead body, wrapped it up, and threw it into the city. And started sending body parts that were infected. When the people in the city saw this around, they, they just came out. <laughs> we, are not we are not going to stand there. But do you know that that bubonic plague eventually when they discovered the cure it was a small tablet like amosicillin something very small and if they had it then no many people will have passed away and so talking about the word of god the seed is the word of god and so many times, when you sow the seed of God's word into other people, there is the tendency for you to be discouraged and to, to give up. But the thing is, you, you see, only God can change people. And one of the facts about the seed of God's word is, if it's seed and it has to be planted, then you are God's garden. Notice what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 4, he says, For once when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believe, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God, everybody say, but God. But God. Gave the increase. Who gave the increase? He says, so, so then, neither he who plants anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. He says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Another translation says, instead of saying God's field, he says, you are God's garden. So God, God wants the imperishable seed of the word of God to be planted in your life and for it to yield a mighty harvest. It want, he wants the seed to be planted in the life of others to yield a mighty harvest. He says that one person did the planting. Paul planted Apollos watered. If people haven't heard the word, the word of God before, we are planting the seed. If they have heard the word of God before, we are watering the seed. But ultimately, who gives the increase? Who changes people? Nobody can change anyone. You look at your own life. Nobody could change you. Your mother tried it. <laughs> the school tried it. You went to the principal's office. That didn't do it. Some people went to prison. That, that, that doesn't change anyone. It's just it, putting them in a confined space. Only God can change you and change anyone. So I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may the word of God have free course in your life and may you be transformed. Amen. 
you are God filled, you are God's farm for the seed to be planted and for it to yield a mighty harvest. That is why I keep sowing the word of God. And so one of what you kept hearing the word of God, and all of a sudden one day you came to a realization, and the word of God got through to you, and your life was changed. I remember in high school. You see, sometimes you, you can write people off. Never write anyone off. God doesn't write anyone off. I kept, we kept preaching and preaching and preaching and teaching and teaching and preaching. And some of the people were very hardened. And seemed at least this person, they would never change. Oh, but the word of God got through to them. And some of them, as I'm speaking right now, are standing and preaching the word of God as pastors. To the glory of God. That's why we keep sowing the word of God. It has power to change lives. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. By the entrance of the word of God this morning. May your life be changed. May your life be transformed. In Jesus mighty name. Thank you Lord Jesus. So we must get to the place where we keep sowing the word of God. Not only, not only in our own lives, but in the life of others. And let the word of God, if you put seed in the ground, uh, if, the seed, if, if, it sh I mean, if, if it shoots up, most seeds don't shoot up overnight. You plant it, you, plant it, you water it, and then comes the, the increase. So let's look at seven things. About the seed, the seed of God's word. We've not talked about, about the word of God. He says that the word of God is a seed. Two. What we must realize is the seed of God's word is a light. Which will save people. Which will illuminate your part as well. In Psalm 119 verse 105. Thank you Lord Jesus. Psalm 119 Verse 105, glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 105, he says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God shines on our path. There is light in the word of God. And I'm, we are talk, we're talking about the seed. Those pastors that are being trained will turn the nation of Myanmar right side up. Amen. Because we are planting the seed of God's word. It's one day the apostles got to, to a place and the people said, these people that have turned the world upside down have come here also. <laughs> no, the world was upside down. They were the one turning it right side up. The world is upside down. We are the light. We are the salt. We are the ones turning it right side up. But the word of God is light. No matter how dark it is in a room, when the light comes on, darkness has to disappear. And you see, this morning, this moment, no matter the confusion in your life, no matter the area of your life that you need the light of God's word shine on, I pray, but as you sit under the influence of the word of God, may you receive illumination, may you receive the light of God's word. 
I said, may you receive the light of God's word. I said, may you receive the light of God's word. You see, if you are walking in the dark and there is a pothole ahead of you, light will reveal that there is a pothole there, but the light won't avoid the pothole for you. I'll repeat it again. <laughs> if you are traveling in a dark, dark place and there is a pothole and you happen to see the light, the light will reveal the pothole but it will not avoid a pothole for you. You have to avoid the pothole. So the psalmist says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I pray in the name of Jesus, any area of your life where you need the light of God's word to shine on it, to show you the way to go, I pray in the name of Jesus, may you receive illumination this morning. I said, may you receive illumination this morning. Amen. My Lord and my God. Psalm, the same Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verse 9. He talks about the fact that how can a young person cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word. According to your word, how can you live for God? How can you serve God? How can you do the will of God? How can you stay pure? He says it only takes the word of God. Sometimes as you hear the word of God, and sometimes it may not happen overnight, but an addiction drops off. As you hear the word of God, you see something else drops off. As you hear the word of God, something else drops off. The Bible says we are changed from glory to glory. As the light of God's word comes, we are changed from glory to to glory. I pray in the name of Jesus, this morning may you go to another level. Amen. May you be transformed by the word of God. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. Thank you Lord Jesus. Amen. Three, the word of God is a sword. The word of God is a sword. The word of God is a sword. In Ephesians Chapter 6 verse 17, he talked about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So, 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 as I'm ministering, as I'm preaching, a sword is being delivered into your hands. You are being, a weapon is being delivered into, 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 your, into your hands. And you, you use a sword to defend yourself. To protect yourself. Sometimes, sometimes the devil, evil spirit wants to take you over and to, to kill you and to destroy you. But as you have the word of God in your hands. The sword of the spirit in your hands. You are able to overcome these evil spirits that hang around you to try to deceive you. To try to, 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 to get you. Um, to go out track, to try to take you, I mean, I mean, get you into different things. They whisper to you, they, 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 I mean, they, sometimes they are, you don't even see them. They are around you and they want to endeavor to defeat you. But this morning, a sword is being delivered into your hand. Yes. I said a sword is being delivered into your hand. Amen. I said a sword is being delivered into your hand. Amen. You see, people are without God are at the mercy of demons. They can kick them and 
any way they want. And if you're also in God and you don't listen to the word of God and yield to God, they will torment you. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as a sword is being delivered into your hand, the torment ceases in Jesus' name. I said the torment ceases in Jesus' name. All the, th I mean, it's, it's when, when the enemy knows that you are armed with the word of God, and if you keep poking him, sooner or later he has to leave. And if you think about it, we have no, no other weapons than Jesus Christ's heart. In Matthew chapter 4, when, 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 when Satan came to Jesus Christ, Jesus, what did Jesus say to him? It is written. That is the weapon. He used the word of God. It is written. It is written. The tetan, it says it is also written. Sometimes that's what you have to do. Tell the devil it is also written. And the Bible says he departed from him for a season. It's the same weapon that you have. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you use it, I see the enemy departing from you. Amen. I said I see the enemy departing from you. What causes someone to steal? There is a spirit behind it. And all the other vices, and the only thing that can change people is the word of God. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. This morning a sword is being delivered in your hands. Yes, amen. I said a sword is being delivered in your hands. Amen. Thank you Lord Jesus. And so when we preach the word of God, that's the same thing also we are doing. We are delivering a sword into the lives of people. For them to be saved. Thank you Lord Jesus. For the word of God is a fire. Everybody say fire. fire. Everybody say fire. fire. Everybody say fire. fire. Jeremiah 5.14. Notice what he says. Thank you Lord Jesus. Jeremiah 5.14. The Bible says, thank you Lord. He says, Thus says the Lord God of hosts, because you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire, and this people would, and it shall devour them. Hallelujah. Fire. Fire can be useful or it can destroy. And, and fire, the fire of God's word, burns up the chaff in our lives. The things that keep us from running the race that is set before us, the fire of God burns it away. Then there's also another aspect of fire. It's, you see, no, no matter the, the wild beast of the field, no matter... The, 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 I mean, any animal, when they see fire, they stay away. <laughs> if it, I mean, any animal, when they see fire, they say, this, this one, we are not going near. Sometimes, the enemy oppresses from the outside. But when he realizes that this person is on fire for God, this person is loves God and is in, interested in the things of God. His prayer altar is fervent. There is fire on the altar. He advises himself. He says, "This this this, this one, uh, let me let me stay away." 
I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, by the fire of God's word, may the enemy stay off your territory. I said, may the enemy stay off your territory. I said, may the enemy stay off your territory. When he sees you, may he see you ablaze on fire for God. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fire. And may we also yield ourselves to God and say, Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, any tough in my life, anything in my life that does not line up with your word, burn it away, O God, by the fire of your word, that I might be free to serve you. Fire. Somebody saw the fire. Somebody shall fire. Somebody shall fire. When Jesus, we talk about this, when Jesus man met the man in Mark chapter 5, who had a legion, the, the demons were compressed into the man. It's almost like, 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 like a computer, and, and, or you have a flash drive, and all the information is compressed in there. But when you are full of the fire of God, You clear off. I decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus, may he stay, may he, may he stay away from you. Amen. I sense in my spirit, someone is watching or listening, or you, or you may be here, wherever you may be, you are, I mean, you are being tormented by the enemy. But in the mighty name of Jesus, as you yield to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ, and as you begin to let the fire of God permeate every area of your life, I see them backing off in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, I see them backing off in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, he told the children of Israel, uh, that when they when they when they dedicate when when they set up the, the temple he one of the things that he said to them was that the fire on the altar should not go out and it, for us the fire is generated he says that the word of God is fire sometimes Isaiah got Jeremiah got to the place where he said look uh, he, he got so discouraged it seemed like he wasn't making any progress. And the more he kept preaching, the more the people wanted to kill him. So he got to the place where he said, Lord, let's make a deal here. Please, don't let me preach again. I'm, I'm quitting the ministry. I don't want to do this again. This thing is too hard. The people are hard-hearted. They are not listening. I keep preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. And it seems I'm not making any headway. So Lord, please, let's, let's stop this. In Jeremiah 20 verse 9, he said, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. That I'm done. Oh, but he says, But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. My Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, may the word of God be like that to you. 
Uh, this morning may it be like fire in your bone. Oh, my Lord and my God. May you say, uh, the word that I received on Sunday is still burning in my system. I have to say it with somebody. I have to tell somebody that Jesus loves them. I have to do something with that word. He said it was like fire. Hold oh, I'm feeling that this morning. It is like fire in my bones. I have to let it out. And you are experiencing that fire in your heart. The word of God is like fire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God. So we put out the word of God. It's a weapon that we are putting into the hands of God's people, of people. Saving their lives. Five. The word of God, the seed of God's word, is like a mirror. It's like a mirror. Dr. James, I call him Dr. James. James, <laughs> the book of James. He says, notice this in verse 22. He says, but be doers of the word of God and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. That's the key. Continuity. And it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Hallelujah. He says that the word of God, don't just hear the word of God. And while the preaching is going on, you yawn and say, when is he going to, to get done? <laughs> so I can move on. He says, or when you read the word of God and it starts to correct you. He says, it is like a mirror. You see yourself in the mirror. And, you, and, and it's, it's, he says, if you go back and forget who you are, that's an unfortunate thing. He says it's like a mirror, and a mirror, you see, even in the natural, it can save your life. You see, when you go to the doctor, he, he does an observation. And you may have something as little as your eyes looking a little yellow. But when he looks at it, he sees something different. He's making an observation. And that observation that he, he makes can potentially save your life. When you look in the mirror, see like a computer uh, may start overheating and it may seem like a very small thing. But if you don't, or even your car can start overheating. And if you don't pay attention to it, one day when you are driving, you may get a revelation. <laughs> so he says that, but I pray in Jesus' name, may God bless you with one that doesn't overheat. Amen. Amen. Anyway, but when something shows up on the dashboard, pay attention to it. He says that you look in a mirror and forget who you are if you are not a doer of the word of God. Remember that we started only 25%. Only God production out of the word of God. Because they had, and it is in the doing of the word of God, where the results, where the miracles are. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, he talks about the fact that the wise person, the wise person is the one 
who does the word of God. That is the wise person. And that is the one building on the solid rock and on a solid foundation. Because the storms of life have a way of, of coming. But when you get to the place where you are determined to be a doer of the word of God, you may start and it may seem like a seed. It may seem very insignificant. And you see, because sometimes it's, it's a seed, that is why sometimes people never get involved. We, they, they come to the place, and we'll get into it as we get along in the, in the parables. They, they get to the place that what's the use? What's the point? Never have that attitude about God's house, about God's work. No, no. <laughs> but he sees that the person that hears the word of God and looks in the mirror. Makes all the difference. What did he say will happen to that person? You don't remember? <laughs> he says that the, the person who looks in the mirror and does the word of God, what did he conclude with? We're going to move it to someone else. <laughs> James 1.25 but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. And it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, a doer, a doer of the work. This one will do what? Will be blessed. That's what you're looking for. Is that not what you're looking for? In what he does. But he says that this person must continue must continue because the goal of the enemy as we are seeing in this parable that he says is the most important that you have to understand is to take the word of god out so it doesn't produce it's to cause you to give up so it doesn't produce it's to cause you to focus on the deceitfulness of riches this riches was bad but focus on the deceitfulness of riches so it doesn't produce the curse of this wealth the last of other things the pleasures of life the ultimate goal is this blessing that he's talking about because if the word of God can be sown in your life and believe and you act it and if you can believe and sow it into the life of others, they will also experience the blessing which was God's original plan. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you commit to being a doer of the word of God, I see you as a blessed person. I say I see you as a blessed person. I said I see you as a blessed person. I said I see you as a blessed person. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. A doer of the word. Not the word that you sing about. No. It's good to sing about the word. But the word that you do. That's what determines the foundation that you are on. That's what determines the level of God's blessing that you, you walk in. I see you walking in the blessing of God. Amen. And I see in the name of Jesus no matter the heat. That comes on the earth. No matter what that what comes on the earth, your found, or comes into your life, your foundation is very strong because you are a doer of the word of God. Your house will stand. Yes. I said your house will stand. Amen. I said your house will stand. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Continues in it. If you don't have that mindset that the word of God is seed, it has to be planted and watered and ultimately yield fruit in your life, you can easily give up. 
Not give up on yourself only, but give up on the life of other people that the, you are sowing the word of God into. May you not give up ever in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may you not give up in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, let's keep going. My Lord, six. The word of God is food. This one is a good one. <laughs> All of it is good. <laughs> in First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Peter 2. Thank you, Lord. Verse 2. He says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word of God, that you may what? Grow thereby. That you may grow thereby. When you come into the kingdom of God, you are a child of God. The thing that will cause you to grow is the word of God. So when I'm teaching and preaching this morning, I am dissing our spiritual food. And you are being fair for you to go out and to make a difference in the world. Oranges. What, call it, what, what Choose your, your favorite food. <laughs> but he says you must feed, we must feed on the word of God to grow. There is no spiritual development and growth outside the word of God. Very important. So, Jeremiah got to the place where he realized that this was so important. Jeremiah and Job. In Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, he says, thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 15, verse 16, he says, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. He went for words. Words. He said, I found your words. And I ate them. I ate them. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, in responding to the devil again, he said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. He's taking a natural thing to illustrate a spiritual thought. Man, human beings, cannot live by bread alone. No, 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 no. We live by the word of God. The word of God is food for our spirit. That's where the faith comes from. That's where the boldness comes from. That's where the courage comes from. That's where your life comes from. He says you will not grow unless you start feeding on the word of God. And this morning I'm helping in that area. Feed. He says I found the word of God and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Then he goes on to say, Job got to the place where he realized that this was so important. And he was saying something similar to what Jesus said in Job chapter 23. My Lord and my God. He says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. He considered the word of God to be more necessary than food, natural food. 
I treasure those words. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. May you never depart from the commandment of the Lord. He said, I found those words. I, I, I treasured it so much. I considered it more, more, more than my necessary food. It is spiritual food. It's, it, is, it will feed your spirit. Bread will feed your natural body, but only the word of God can feed your spirit. Amen. I considered his word I, more than necessary food. Every day of your life, try to feed on the word of God. Amen. In the morning, even before breakfast, feed on the word of God. Read a chapter. And ask God, Lord, what are you saying to me? I consider this word for me to hear from you, to feed on your word, more necessary than my, 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 my regular food. The word of God is food. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then finally, we just came talking from the healing series. You see, finally, the word of God is medicine. The word of God is medicine. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Proverbs chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22. Thank you, Lord. He says, Proverbs 4, 22, talking about, if you start from verse 20, he says, my son, my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health or medicine to all their flesh. Here is medicine that will cure you of cancer, that will cure you of any disease if you will feed on it. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed. He sent his word and healed them from all their destruction. He sent his word and healed. He sent his word and healed. Words, the word of God has the power, the ability to heal you from any form of destruction that you find yourself in. And in the mighty name of Jesus, as you begin to appropriate his word in your life and begin to sow it into the life of others, I decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus, may there be a mighty harvest. I said, may there be a mighty harvest. If you are sick in any part of your body, may you be healed by the entrance of the word of God. And if you are, if you are, if, if there's a dysfunction in any area of your life, your family, your business, your children, you see, we must be willing to hear and hear the word of God and do it. All these scriptures point to that fact. As the word of God shines the light on your path, may you avoid the potholes on the path of life. I said, may you avoid the potholes on the path of life. If you are watching or listening and you have not been listening and being a doer of the word of God in any area of your life, sometimes the light is already there. You know what to do, but you are not doing it. I pray in the name of Jesus, receive the strength to be a doer of the word of God. You see, sometimes the things, it seems very small. Coming to church, reading your Bible, praying, 
talking to others about the Lord, serving in the house of God. They seem very insignificant. You see, this is the seed that produces in your life. And whether you realize it or not, every day of your life you are planting seed, good or bad. But I pray in the name of Jesus, may you plant good seeds. And as you plant the seed of God's word in your life, my Lord and my God, May it produce in your life. As you plan it in the life of others, may you not give up. The word of God will change them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, my Lord and my God. So which one do you like? You have all of them. All right. Like the sword, you like the fire, you like the food, you like the medicine, the mirror. Choose your pick. But I pray you choose all of them. Yes. The word of God is more. I've just given seven. But I pray in Jesus' name, may the word of God have free course in your life. Amen. May he enter into our hearts, revealing what's in our heart. The word of God will test us. It will prove us. In Deuteronomy 8, he says, he talks about the fact that you are in this wilderness, but I'm doing it to check what's in your heart. Let's analyze our lives. And ask ourselves, what's in our hearts? What's in our heart? If there's anything in there that doesn't please the Father, let's ask him and say, Lord, by the fire of your word, burn it all away. And I pray now the word of God becomes fire in you. You cannot hold it. You have to let someone know. And may you never give up on yourself. Because you are a work in progress. God is working on you every single day. But may we allow him. And his word to do the work in our lives. Let's pray. Thank you. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719 Two three five 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 three five.